0: I swear to God, I think I had a bite of a banana, maybe a mouthful of water, this is on the bike, because I could not move my hands, I couldn't change my gears, couldn't use my brakes. And the only thing I think that kept me on the bike was, if I get off, I'm actually gonna die with the cold. So I kept going. I got into transition and uh, (laughs) I couldn't even, I couldn't undress myself. There was people taking my helmet and my shoes off and putting my runners on, looking at me, are you sure you wanna run? I was like, I need to run. If I don't run now, I am, I'm gonna die.
1: That's Laura Driscoll, and this is the Inspirational Runners Podcast. A superb episode for you this week from the first female home in the Wicklow Way 50 mile race in an astonishing time of 9 hours and 1 minute. A great achievement especially considering this was the first time taking on this distance. From Dundalk, County Loud, Laura is an amazing adventure racer who has taken countless podiums and is the Adventure Race Series winner of this year. She has an amazing energy and enthusiasm which comes across in this podcast. She even cycled 70km to my house to record this episode before cycling back home. Before we start, I'd like to give our sponsors Bondoran a shout out. Their next race, which is race five of eight of their winter series is on the fifth of January in Tollymoor Forest Park near Newcastle County Dame. Hope to see you all there. With great pleasure I give you Laura Driscoll. So the first thing that sort of came to mind was um, the Roar Ultra. That's the actually first time you came on my radar.
2: Yeah, just a couple of um, weeks ago.
1: Nine, <laughs> nine, nine hours, one minute. Yeah. It's a phenomenal time. The so race, is funny, because the race has gone into you with the First Lady home, obviously. Yeah, um, somehow. <laughs> and, and this is great, because like, I have never gone into a race and done so many things wrong. So obviously you've done quite a few things right.
0: Yeah, and wrong, but mostly, I suppose, um, I was kind of winging it, to be honest, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I could lie. Um, I had done one ultra before but didn't actually finish it right, I think I was saying that Yeah. Which one was that? This is where I was living over in Canada, and I did one up in Whistler, and it was the first year of it, it was supposed to be 50k, and it turned into 55k, and I was leaning it to about 35k, feeling brilliance, um, and up to that I think that, furthest said Ran was maybe 40k. So I was kind of like, okay, you know, bring it back a wee bit. But it uh, got a downhill section. It was a very rocky course, like mm. very mountainous. Got a downhill section and it was all just beautiful, flowy forest trail, not a rock in sight. So I said, right, take it out. And I must have hit the one rock. Or actually, there was two rocks. So I hit one, hit my head off another and Jeez. that was that was it. That now I got up, night. I kept going, uh, got to mm. the aid station and they were kind of looking at me like, are you sure you don't want to stop? I said so, no. Not grand. Feeling fine, and I should have. should have just stopped there. So I think I got to, I got to, forty eight k, and I was still actually leading it, even though I was drunk. I was all over the place. Like I was literally on my hands, and uh, one girl passed me, and then five more passed me, and I got walked to the finish. Like it's going so, cost No. Yeah, it was desperate. Like. And how, how, so that how was, long the, was the. race? It was fifty five K in 55K the end. K, so that was so the only Ultra experience that I'd had. I had done like um Buffalo Stampede in Australia. It, it's a Mountain Marathon but it's mm. crazy elevation, so it took me six hours like it was like, yeah. so so that was kind of similar to you that. know, like an ultra but it wasn't actually. How long ultra. ago was that?
1: The Canada race?
0: Canada was it's probably well I'm home two years, it was just before I came home. So it's probably two or three years ago. Yeah, like. yeah, two and a half years And ago. when you were
1: doing that race, after the fact, I know you, you fell and hit your head, like, did you think that that was a sort of, sort of racing that you liked to go and do? Oh, I
0: love that. You see, when I was living over there, I was training with ones who were training for ultras, even though I wasn't. I was kind of more like 30K <laughs> trail, as my kind of thing, mm-hmm. like, you know. um. But I used to love just going out with them, you know, and I was always a little bit slower, but it was great crack. And what, um, what do you
1: think drew you to that? Like, is it just the... Sort of getting lost in the wilderness almost. I grew
0: up in the hills. My dad's a big um mountaineer, I suppose. He he leads groups. He's with the wee binions there. Oh, so he do a lot of walking in the coolies and moorings, so but we grew up just hiking, do you know, yeah, yeah. with him um when we weren't running, we were hiking. And uh, I guess it just kinda of reignited that life. But I was mm-hmm. I've always been in the hills, like it wasn't it was just now I was running in the hills and it was way more fun. So we at home. <laughs> Uh, the,
1: you feel at home at the hills more so.
0: Probably, yeah, 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 mm. yeah.
1: Coming into Wick though then, so you... Oh yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like teacher, So yeah, I you had...
1: sort of winged it, coming into it. Do you do much prep before it? Because my, uh, well, my like, race week was a disaster, like, to be honest. Yeah, but.
0: I suppose similar to you, I had initially thought, oh, maybe I'll do a couple of ultras this year and try to get points for UTMB. Now, just the, the short, the 55k, I wasn't mm. going for <clears> the full whack or whatever, but... I kind of got caught up in the adventure racing and and didn't leave much time to collect points but I'd already signed up to the Wicklow so I was like oh sure I'll do it now just because I'd been training for endurance but just Mm. for the adventure racing like I think I'd done I'd done that Seven Sisters half up in Donegal um, earlier in the summer. How did that go for you? I won it. I was second overall. Um, a guy got me in the downhill on the last freaking mountain. <laughs> <Damn> <laughs> if I had to finish on top, I would have been laughing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was deadly. That's quite a big of, race as well, isn't it? Yeah, and it's it's mm. on the skyline thing yeah. for next year, so um. Uh, Skyrunner Series. There are so, a lot of
2: people talking about that already. Like, it's so,
1: fabulous, it's in August. fabulous course, I think,
0: next yeah. I think I'm going to miss it myself, but it's, it's class. Yeah. I, I actually wouldn't mind doing the fall now if I was to go back to do it again, just for the re-challenge. The but I guess that kind of had in my hand. I had a friend, Niall, he was training. He was get, trying to get the UTMB points too. So he was training for work like I was sure. My season was kind of over. Mm. So mm. I had whatever fitness I had. I think we got up to, we got up to maybe 37 or 8k train and run <laughs> winging it <laughs> halfway, not even halfway. Yeah, and uh, no, so I, I wouldn't say I was coming into a prep, but the way I was looking at it is if, if I am, um, I'm just gonna run my own race, mm. and I wasn't even thinking of a race to be honest, I was just like, I'm just gonna pace it the way I would. Um, I've probably a bad habit of going out hard and just holding on for dear life. So I, to do that in an 80k, it mightn't be the most sensible. See how far you can get it. <laughs> but it worked. So I've great mm. up to about 60k. And uh, then coming off Jace just Jesus. Yeah. Like, my, my
1: prep was that week I'd never heard of Jace before until I was on. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> until I was nearly blown off it.
0: Well, I'd been on it once before on the mountains. Mountain bike, I don't think I was supposed to be. <laughs> but... It was a beautiful day. It was pure yeah. calm. So it was a totally different experience, and it was actually that bit that we came over, where it was really windy, and then the downhill we came down yeah. that way as well. It's totally different experience. But even though it
1: was such a tough course, there's a lot of climbs in it my watch reaches about ten and a half thousand feet, I think, and it, there's quite a lot of recovery in it as well, it isn't it? Because it's like it up, rolling. Down, yeah. up,
0: down, up, down. was, was a beautiful run. Yeah. Like you could actually run it all until the legs went. Yeah, you could actually run it all quite comfortably, like you know, without. So you didn't do any
1: prep really as in recovery etc going into that week or did you try and get your body as much rested as possible Were you focused on I'd that? I'd say
0: I did rest and usually I'm, I'm not big into tapering like for the adventure and they'd be doing the single day I, I wouldn't really taper that much I mean I'd, I'd go a little bit easier but I'd still be doing the sessions like and I just mightn't do it in the day before like mm. um, with that I definitely backed off a few days because I knew myself i I had, whatever fitness I had was there, it like, didn't matter, yeah. it was just, but the legs needed to be as fresh as they could. And were you thinking going into
1: the race then, because you've had so many podiums everywhere you sort of go, were you thinking, you know, there's a good chance here of me maybe pulling something out of the back here? <laughs> no, so was no, AK? sure, I was,
0: I was reading the form guide and I was like, "Jesus, a lot of hot shots in here. <laughs> I had yeah. no clue, I really didn't, so yeah. um, it was, it was just kind of... So there was no
1: pressure going into it at all, really? No,
0: sure, nobody knew me or nothing, so it was yeah. great. Loved that. It's like being away again. <laughs> so
1: what, what did you do the, the evening before then? Did you travel down that uh, evening before? or? No, we got up <clears throat> at,
0: I think we were up at 3 a.m. Uh, and was driving.
1: Early start in the winter, isn't yeah,
0: it? Yeah, like? it is, yeah. We tried to go to bed early, but didn't sleep a wink. You know, when you go yeah. to bed early, you're just lying there going. So probably not the best prep, like, but... And you're kind of buzzing as well. Slept yeah. well the night before, do you know? So at least that's something there. Um, they say the night
1: before, the night before is the most important night. I think night, so isn't it? because
0: you're kind of wired mm. the the night off. Yeah. like you know so I kind of knew putting my head down that wasn't going to happen. I but... remember getting
1: my kit ready at ten o'clock at night. Go right now, leave this at this fuel station. This, this oh this yeah. Year, and I lay in bed is like, because the people are doing hundred mile as well on the tracker. So I'll just oh, take yeah. just take one more look to teach. see how they're
0: doing. <laughs> you probably knew a lot of people doing it. Yeah, like you, they're you, you? You doing the hundred miles. Yeah.
1: so it was interesting to see them. Yeah, yeah. And so then getting into registration because it's quite early registration. I was only like staying three or four miles away. Yeah. And I was getting up at four o'clock in the morning. Going, jeez.
0: It was pretty early, yeah, yeah. but. Um, I don't know you're kind of buzzing anyhow. Nearly, it was great it started early because yeah. it was lovely finishing like you know that you still had a bit of an evening to go get a bit of food and I was thinking initially when I signed up to it I didn't think I'd have it. I was kind of thinking because I know um, a friend of Nile Brian Bell I think you actually were yeah. interviewing him before. Um, I think they had done it in 11 hours or something like a year or two before and I was thinking okay I'd be happy with yeah, that like it's... just tip around and now I was kind of thinking now I just wanted to finish it uh, to get the points so I said like, grand yeah that sounds like a realistic time so I had no idea so I was prepping that we'd be running into the dark like you know and well into the dark so it was nice then just Brilliant. To, to finish
2: so
1: what about your fuel going into a, a race or do you do you think about it during the week or is it, is during the
0: week not really um I just kinda of eat my normal food, which is pretty decent anyhow, do you know? Mm. But I'd i eat a lot of fish, um, and couscous and veg and stuff like that. That'd be my general um,
1: fish and plant piece type of foods.
0: Yeah. Um I'm not a big meat eater. If it was there in front of me I wouldn't turn yeah. it away like I'm not vegetarian, but um yeah, I'd be more fish, maybe a wee bit of chicken.
1: And, th- and that morning then, because I already I got caught up because we were left <laughs> down the road so late. Oh, yeah. And I was looking in the apple green for what I could take for breakfast in the morning. Was it even
0: open? Because we were like, that's what we were dying for, like, just a coffee just on the way, you yeah. know, because... Well,
1: it was in the evening time. I was going down about eight or nine o'clock.
0: Yeah.
1: And didn't really get anything. So in the morning, I think, I had a bagel. That was it, like, four yeah. o'clock. So, with Nutella. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> I just get the Nutella. <laughs>
1: what did you have for your breakfast going into that race?
0: Um... I, I made this oat bread that I love. I've only gotten into it now in the last year because I used to have porridge, but it's just oat bread, it's just oats and yogurt and loads of nuts and fruit and Brilliant. seeds and sea salt and just it's class. And I'd have that with a big load of peanut butter and a bit of oh banana wow. on top and I, I could eat that all day, to be honest. But I'd have two big chunks of that now, <clears> even even at that hour of the morning. Um, and then I had pita pockets, I live in pit of pockets with peanut butter yeah. and banana as well. Like they're just they're handy, so I'd have them just for the car as well. Cause it was a long time yeah. between getting up and actually getting to the start. Yeah, I, I really got caught
1: out with that. I have to say, like, yeah. cause the bus was a, a bit late as well. Yeah. Um. So when we got. Well, we the, were
0: nearly an hour later. Start, yeah. weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. And
1: when we, so when I was on the bus, I was like, mm, I I take I took minimal." race fuel for the start of the race, Yeah. which I usually do, but I normally have a good breakfast to subsidise yeah, yeah, for that, yeah. which I didn't get. And um, I ended up eating some of my race fuel on the bus. I was oh. thinking, well, sure, <laughs> if it's inside you, it's fuel. That's so. it, it's
0: the fuel, is And you're lighter running. <laughs> that, that's
1: sort of the decision that I made at half the And did you morning. have enough off then to get no, you to d- Glendalough? No, I didn't. I actually ran at my 14, Yeah. and I, I wasn't in good shape at all. Like, no. And I was like, jeez, I am because I already winging it as it was, like, and I sort of run out of fuel. Even worse. Was that my, when
0: you went into the pub? Or was yeah. that between yeah.
1: So I was actually talking to somebody and they were like, What are you doing carrying all that water? And I'm yeah. not joking, mile three, I actually emptied two of my water bottles. Really, yeah, yeah. Because I had, what a, did liter, you have? had yeah. a liter of water anyway. And I thought, yeah, I don't this is heavy. I don't yeah. need all of this water. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't take into consideration where my fitness was or actually and much I had to do to get to mile 22. Yeah. Which I had a banquet at mile 22 waiting on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, mile 14, I, I was in trouble. Like, so, yeah. I went to this pub. <laughs> all I could smell was food. Oh, no. And all I had was sterling, <laughs> and they wouldn't get, they weren't, um... It wouldn't give me anything like not that I, I pushed pretty much it was a bit disorientated a little bit because
0: I, I, when you wrote that on your um facebook page and i think i couldn't get over the they wouldn't just give you a bottle of coke from all the i drink. wanted was a bottle of coke and pie know, i was like, gonna
1: ask this guy for a chicken wing that was <laughs>
0: do you, know, if you saw someone coming in like that Yeah, i mean clearly you're not begging like you'd automatically yeah. be like will you sit down there like, and like take get your my sterling
1: i just want to yeah. but to be fair I never challenged them either yeah you know because I just thought, oh. I thought you shouldn't have had this yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Earlier>. <laughs> but so I, I went back in and got a pint of water and put some sugar in the the pint and some salt lovely and drunk it I thought <laughs> oh it was amazing like it was like drinking champagne <laughs> it's just what my I obviously didn't have enough sugar in me. and like.
2: did that get you bad so that, that got me
1: to the fuel station then mm-hmm. so it sort of saved me a bit so what was your feeling like going in the, at that race because it was I can't remember the very first climb that we had to do something hell it's called like at like the very start. Yeah, it was quite mm. it was quite a quite a climb up mm-hmm. this main through the valley and the wind was quite blowing pretty hard as well. And I was like, "Geez, I've underestimated this."
0: <laughs> that bit just before Clendoleach was actually quite yeah. exposed. I got very cold on that. I was very I was a bit yeah. oh no. <laughs> and um, it was, mm.
1: seemed to be further dawn as well, like, you know, you've got all this kit you have to take. And normally yeah. you're just shoving in your bag because you have to because you're out in the race. But I went through all of the kits. Yeah, you know,
0: was- I wore the rain jacket from start to finish. I don't think anyone didn't, did. It? Did you? <laughs> like, and actually for the last twenty k, I had a puffy jacket in in at Cromwell's only because my friend Nile was like, you know, just in case you're injured and you need to walk the last, you just really want to finish it, like pack the puffy jacket. I came off Jace and I was like where is that jacket and I had <laughs> it on as a rain jacket over it and I ran in the like. I would never I'd never even run it in a rain jacket usually but like to have the yeah. puffy jacket now it's a thin like and that and still I was do you know yeah because I, I, I would I would normally overheat a lot and I, yeah. I
1: normally wouldn't wear it even my raincoat and I didn't yeah. put it on and even though the, the drizzle was sort of coming down at the beginning I was in denial yeah and then I was I wanted to put it on with my jumper was soaking. Was yeah. That, yeah. But you needed
0: um, it, like. Because, like, in any of the adventure races I've done, it's always a uh, tri-top and, like, the sleeveless one, even yeah. the one the last one <clears> was in November. You know, it'd be very minimal <laughs> when it comes so to gear. I think care. that's what's so
1: really challenging about mm. that race. It's the 8th of December.
0: Yeah, and you don't really know what you're going to get. Or... You know, and
1: actually, we were pretty lucky with it. Even mm. though it was blowing a gale. You could have had four feet of snow. I know. And it could have been
0: a lot heavier rain as well. I know it rained, but, you know, it could have been torrential. For that reason, I
1: think the time of year made it the most challenging race I'd ever done. Like, Mm. even when we started in dark, I finished in the dark as well.
2: Yeah.
1: And, um... All the other long races, you've done like during the middle of the summer, and yeah. okay, you're out in the sun, or whatever, a bit of wind and rain, it's warm rain, or yeah, you, you, better you might go through flight. the four seasons, but you're drying within 20 minutes, yeah. it's never an issue, Yeah, yeah. but in that, in that race, there was times I thought to myself, you know, I was on the edge, you know, if I didn't have my gloves in Jace, yeah. I never wear gloves, Yeah. No. and I took my gloves off. I think it was take a photo, apologize <laughs> the, the video. How I just you got, did that, I do not know. I just got frostbite <laughs> in my hands straight away. And yeah. thought, Jesus, like, no, it was you horrendous. really do need this kit. Like, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So the kit is that like, you needed a spare top in a bag. You never yeah. take a spare top in a bag. And you can see why. If you, if did you, you take stopped,
0: yours out? Or did you? No.
1: No, it was in there. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I finished I put the thing on, I thought, yeah, wow, you I can know. see, but if you were. If, if you, you went over stuck, your ankle or you would need like
0: it oh, you'd be yeah. in trouble if you and the space blanket you'd need it all yeah. <laughs> like it was space blankets
1: and, nice. and the map the Garmin watch i found was um great for the actual course yeah because you can download your
0: oh you had it that you, well, you could follow a course, course. it's
1: the first arm, time i ever it? used it on the Garmin, yeah. and it actually works as a tom-tom yeah so it tells you like you cut 200 yards 200 oh does it
0: actually talk to
1: you and it was it Buzz me, went, right. you've missed the turn off. Right, and I was right. like, what? And I missed the turn off about three or four times. Yeah, yeah, and it buzzed yeah. me, and I went, wow, that is really good. Brilliant. I think the last time I missed it on purpose to see what it buzzed, but it Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I had the car on, but I've never actually used it the way I should yeah. use it.
1: <laughs> I, there's quite a few people, it's so easy
0: yeah to get lost especially if you're going with somebody well it's funny I think usually I'm the person to get lost actually today cycling here I passed here I was up at the Maxall station and then I was like (laughs) "Uh." (laughs) usually I am that person but I was so determined not to run because it was such a long run anyhow so I was like a wee granny going up to all the signs just to make sure the (laughs) arrow was pointing in the right direction and actually directed two guys who were gone off course. That's the first Jesus. that's ever happened to me. Usually I'm the one being <laughs> called back like so. But no, it was very like if you're yeah. if you kinda of switched off for a minute, you were gone. So you can think how difficult the hundred mile race must be oh, because when you're so tired. Yeah, I think when you're that's, tired and fatigued. You know, like you're disorientated and I actually found the last wee bit coming because it was starting to mm. get dark when I was coming down toward the finish. Um, so, I probably had the head torch on for about 20 minutes and it was actually easier to see. Yeah. If so I had known that. <laughs> <Because laughs>
1: Just the, the yellow reflection, man. like, yeah. yeah. You could get caught out because of the yellow man's not it has been painted on being replaced by painting yeah I noticed when um, you couldn't see it yeah yeah but um, really the privilege of running in the dark so <laughs> you could actually see the other man 100 yards off yeah it was know, really quite favourite like, which yeah, was really good yeah yeah I had a really good moment actually when I came down past the second station at that time my body came back again mm. I actually loved the last 20 miles the Did first you? 30 yeah. was horrendous that's wild my altars. body just like all the tension just released out of my body and I was yeah. able just to go and run yeah and, yeah. um, which was strange but um, I put the head torch on the second station as soon as I ran past into the forest I came in the, there was like sixth deer. I came face to face oh, with sixth right. deer in the forest in the yes. dark yeah. and I went wow this is absolutely Especially. amazing like, yeah, yeah. we are just standing looking at each other Yeah. <clears throat> and there was two other runners coming I was going to call them down and I thought no I don't want them to overtake me no. <laughs> <I> just, <no. laughs> but it was great like. it really added to the experience Always. and I I love um, long distance races where you've never
2: been on the course before.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: totally. Even yeah. Have yeah, you yeah. ever been on the Wicklow Way
3: before?
0: I've been on bits of it. Um, I did the Morris yeah, Mullins bike. a couple oh, of, of years ago, the half. Um, so I had done that that part, I guess, already because yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of overlaps. <clears throat> um, I'd crisscrossed it on the mountain bike I know we weren't supposed to go from Jackson, I think but we would have crisscrossed yeah. it so I was very familiar with a lot of it and some of the adventure races like Glendalock and there used to be on Glenmalure and there was a few over the years like when I used to them years ago too that would have kind of taken up bits of it so I was familiar yeah. with a lot of little bits of it but not the whole it's a beautiful beautiful course isn't it it's class yeah yeah, yeah. only after doing it like i was like jeez i'd love to do that again like yeah. just even camping it or you know making it into a wee, um adventure i had my weekends. wife and my kids
1: with me as well and i was like oh, i would just love to take them back now yeah back over those parts of the courses yeah, like, yeah. when you're coming off jace it was great because it's a long downhill yeah yeah but there's like a small ridge you were running around and it's a huge waterfall yeah the traverse there. yes yeah yeah and i was like this is absolutely amazing no like,
0: stunning like even I'm, coming up before you came across jace like that really exposed but i thought it was really cool like yeah, it was really yeah. windy but it was really it's a big valley yeah yeah wasn't it like yeah no, it
2: was,
1: uh, so how did you feel going into the race then you've he- heard how how well i done <laughs> of water with sugar and salt like. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you take when you're just generally just racing feeling
0: so for that one, again, I was kind of winging them, but not really like, because I had done, um, so there's a, the Beast Adventure Race that's been up in Donegal the last couple of years. So it was a uh, 40 to 50 hour adventure race. So I kind of gotten used to, from not from last year because that was a disaster, but this year mm. I, I was able to feel a little bit better. Hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be called, it was, used to be the beast of Ballyhura, So it used to be down in Ballyhura, and it's only the last couple of years it's moved up to Donegal. It was always down Ballyhurra way, Like so, um, but it's been going a good few years now. What does that,
1: about getting two sidetracked, what does that consist of?
0: Um, so it's a combination of mountain biking, hill, walk, stroke, running, it's orienteering. So it's mm. all orienteering. It's a team of four, And right. um, uh, there'd be kayaking, um obstacle and could be a wee bit of rock climbing uh sometimes wee bit of swimming, everything really. And, and random tasks that are thrown in for the crack. Um <laughs> uh, yeah there's a guy Ivan Park, he he's brilliant. He just I don't know where he comes up with the courses but it, they're really well done, like they're just class. But um so I kinda had I wouldn't say I nailed the nutrition from that, but I had an idea yeah. of what my body could take, because the year before that, I was just a disaster. In it's, it's hard to get it right on the yeah over that length of
3: time. Whereas
0: I really like it was kind of more. I just need kind of normal foods, like but I make these wee. Um, kind of energy balls like just with dates and almonds mm. and sea salt and cinnamon and stuff like that and ch- cacao nibs and just tasty things you yeah. know so I'll have a load of them just in Tinpoint wrappers so that was my main thing to be honest because I had other stuff I had those YPB bars I had a couple of them um, and I actually and I don't usually do the gels but I did I, I'd say I had about five gels mm-hmm. five or six gels maybe what gels you taking? Um, what was it? I think I had a wiggle gel, I had a, a bit of everything, outside, a bit of a cocktail. <laughs> what was left at the end of the season? With all these gels, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but I'm not like I don't really like gels. Like even in the adventure, like yeah. the one day adventure race, and I'd only take yeah maybe one or two at the latter part of the race just to get me home. Like and in the beasts, I don't think I took any of them. Like I don't mm-hmm. really. I prefer if I can stick to something that I know is going to settle with me. I had a couple of pit of pockets in, in Lock and. Yeah, I didn't really eat a, a whole bit, heap to it be honest. be a gamble, really,
1: if you're taking sugar and gels as well, yeah. can't it? Like you, yeah. you, you have to sort of. That's why you have to be more fluid with what you're eating. It's what it. you feel like. Yeah, isn't it, really? I think so. I think that's really. you're when, structured every 10 miles, I'm going to take one of these. And you're, you and just, you're, you're just sick. You're
0: just sick, like, you know, especially running. You can kind of get away with it on the bike, yeah. but it's running, you can't. <laughs> and electrolytes the whole way. I didn't drink just any, I just drank electrolytes. From start to finish. In what form did you take those? Uh, just the powder, just the tablets. Like high um, five sort of, or just... Um, I usually take noon, but yeah, it's just I like, like, it's all like... Yeah, so. yeah, just... Because
1: the tailwind that's come out now, it's pretty good. And it's, it has the carbs in it as it's well, It's got I carbs think. and it has like four different salts in it. Yeah. I find it really good if you can stomach it. So I've gone through each of the different yeah. flavours monthly yeah, caffeine. F- but the natural one they've got is one that will sit well in me and I can yeah. drink it all day. Yeah. But it's... As I was saying earlier on, I struggle pretty badly with weak calves, like, yeah. And um, so they cramp up pretty bad, but they didn't cramp at all now since no, I've started good. taking the tailwind. Yeah, I have a lot of friends um,
0: take that who do like Iron Man and stuff, mm, they swear by it. I don't know whether it's because I walked half it rather than mm. running. <laughs> do, <laughs> you, back, do you ever <laughs> try the salt sticks, the weak calf sales? No, I started taking them this year just in a couple of longer races, and I had them for that. They're, I don't know, it's just a combination yeah. of saws, but. I was um, ha-
1: cramping can't pretty bad in the Moonee Ultra as well, and somebody actually gave me those. Yeah. Those really, really helped. Like, yeah, yeah. So, and they say there is no. Um, there's no. There hasn't been a defined link in between them. Yeah. Between salt and cramps, etc. Yeah. But definitely. I, maybe it's in the
0: head, but I don't care. Oh. <laughs> it seems to work. <laughs> yeah, because
1: you do like. I don't know. I'm quite tall. I'm six foot one and a half. Like, and I, you find taller people the cold temperature builds up very quickly like we sweat yeah. an awful lot yeah yeah sometimes you can just you can feel the salt cellar from my face oh, yeah <laughs> it's just baked white yeah yeah so it is like and then um, so going through the race then how did you feel then like you were saying there the first half of the race how did that go for you
0: as I say probably the first 60k went fantastic I actually felt great like I was just this is just lovely not didn't feel kind of struggling or Tired or anything. I actually came into Glendalough and like, my friends who ran the last 20k with me, where she was just laughing like, it's <laughs> like way too fresh. I was, like, I'm grand. She's like, Are you sure you don't need to slow down? I was like, no, nope, I'm grand. I'm actually fine, happy out. Did
1: you know what place you were then? See again? Did you know what place you were then?
0: Um, she had told me that there was a lady in Glendalough who thought I was in the lead but we weren't too sure like, but I didn't, yeah, I, I was kind of, I, I didn't know because I actually started back at the start. I'd, usually in the adventure races, I'd always start at the front because I don't like people in my way, but I was like 80K, right? And just go on, hold yeah. it back. So I was thinking if I hold it back a wee bit, but once I start, I can't, I can't hold it back at the yeah. start. It's just in me. I used to be a sprinter years ago. So it's like I have this little thing within me just wants to push through. But, um, so yeah feeling great to that and then actually grand going up jace and then I just got a batter and I couldn't I don't know what it was I felt like someone had just thumped me around the head for an hour <laughs> <laughs> and I like I came down into Crone Woods and my friend Niall was there too cuz he actually didn't make it past Glendalough in the end he was suffering um and Amir was there, like, because she, she had said to me, she's like, Laura, look, if you want to do the last 20K on your own, like, don't feel, I don't want to be cramping your style, and da da da. And when she said, Are you sure you still want me to do it? I was like, If you're not doing it, going home. <laughs> <laughs> I was in bits, I really was. I just, um, and it was more, I was shook, and then the legs started going, and then once we ran that road section, yeah. whatever it did, and like, I was laughing, you know, because the lungs were fine. I was actually, yeah. it wasn't like I was, you know, dying like from tiredness, but the legs just give up. The Reds go so heavy, like don't oh they? my god, I'd never experienced um, that. They're actually sore. Like my hips were sore, my knees were sore, and Ema was just like, and we were fine when we were on the trail. So she was just laughing at me, going, well, "We're on the flat road, Laura. Would you come on? Because <laughs> you've got
1: two peaks at the at the end. You have to yeah. go, over, you go over the first peak and you come down, and then you hit the wee- Tiny wee town there, and you're on the road. Yeah, yeah. You have to run all the way down the road before you go to Las
0: Vegas. That was the worst bit for me. That. Section, I feel like I've lost an hour, <laughs> yeah, but you know, it was just um, yeah, because
1: I was going up my watch, I thought it was going all right, my watch beat like 20 minutes, and I was like, oh, What, yeah, <laughs> it's like, how did that happen? I, know. I it was going quick,
0: it was just great because you feel it's nearly worse <coughs> because you feel you should be moving mm. like on that kind of train, but it, it, the road
1: was even like a gradual downhill yeah, almost, and you're it like, jeez. I was like, sort of running two white lines and then walking just, the white so, line, yeah. and going, what is going but on? I, here? I don't know,
0: I was thinking kind of after what the hell happened. Mm. Happen. But I think because I don't really train on the roads. I train on the trails. So my body's always used to doing mm. this, whereas this was pure flat and hard. I, yeah. So I think it is something I need to probably be conscious of doing a wee bit more on the road, just that the body's used to that. Kinda. I think,
1: so. Sort of reflecting on I find it's a bit like a brick session. Yeah. When you're coming off the bike and onto the road. Mm. Because um, you're running on the mountain and your body's getting impacted in so many different ways it helps your body. you
0: kind of flowing like. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's helping your body because it's not getting, but then you go onto the road and it's a repetitive yeah, impact. Yeah. quite hard Yeah. and I think that my body just explodes oh, My like, this isn't good. No. And as you say, your heart rate's low, your head's fine. Yeah, you feel fine. But your body's dead. But you're
0: de- yeah, <laughs> just gone. And then the last wee bit was fine, like once we got back onto yeah. the trails again, love that. And then i was looking at the watch and like i was like jesus we, like dublin looks very far away like, look <laughs> like it looked class like it, by my watch we should only have like a kilometer or two and i was like we're still way out in the mountains you know, what's yeah. going on like so that's when we put the torch on and so i like because i didn't really have to navigate all day but i was thinking right i'm gonna to have to get the map out for this because as soon as we hit the road i haven't a fucking clue where we are so we <laughs> hit the road and i uh, had the head torch on and I ran down the hill and I was like, you know, I not a clue because these markers are gone. And we were at that wee junction. Yeah. I was like, look to the right and sure there was the college. <laughs> I was never so happy. I think we sprinted to the finish because it was just like, because at that stage it had gone over 80 on my watch. And I was just like, oh no, that's it. Legs are gone. Like They're not doing anymore. <laughs> it's quite a bit heavy
1: downhill
2: now as well.
1: Isn't yeah, it? Road, yeah, yeah. Which is great. So did you get to see Dublin lit up? Yeah. When you were at the top, it was, it was amazing class. like, isn't it?
0: It was really fab, yeah, yeah. It's a great finish to the race, like. Oh, it's stunning. Because we'd mountain bike there quite a bit, so I'd seen that view Golf of Dublin, Dublin, but there was something special, like, just, yeah. I just was, was there finish. many
1: people in the tent when you came through, or? Um,
0: Not really? there was a few. Oh, no, there was. Uh,
3: there was. Because so, <laughs> I, I, I came through, them.
1: the tent was cool, <laughs> <and> unfortunately, like... <laughs> Um, but no, I made my target tomorrow. And it was yeah. one of the great experiences for me was coming into the tent Because you come to the finish line, it was obviously blowing a gale and it was starting to rain, it was dark, so there's nobody there. And
0: I think just, it got worse and worse yeah. as the evening went on. Like and yeah. There
1: was, there was one person there, okay, and I walked in the tent and everyone was like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a big roar. Like, yeah. somebody <laughs> hand me a beer and somebody hand me a medal. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, thank God that was done. Like but, So you you went past the hundred mile people. They're obviously coming. Aye, like, yeah,
0: they were amazing. Just blows your mind,
1: doesn't it? Yeah, think.
0: and you know it was so lovely having the hundred mile at because you know sometimes you kind of get not not that you were lost but it was just you just kind of needed a wee reminder of yeah. civilization and then you'd come across a hundred miler and they're still yeah because you know.
1: I, I think it was about two hundred people done the race I think around was that. it all together? I Think I'm not sure. Yeah, and
0: because it's quite long, so if you ah, think about it long, you can get it.
1: quite long isolated of, yeah. yeah am i actually on the right course here? Yeah. Like, look like as i said i had the watch like but i was um i remember coming down one part of the mountain because it was dark you could see the lights yeah all yeah, coming and yeah. sort of drove you on as well yeah. you know and you're like yeah, keep going like no, um,
0: dramatic, pretty inspirational. So you came in
1: yeah because they started at two o'clock during the day yeah
0: before. So all I could think of when
1: I was going across Jays was how the hell did they do this in the middle of the night? And then twice. Yeah, twice. But it must be one of the hardest moments in a 100 mile race where you're coming to the finish of the 50. Yeah. Because that's, you must be feeling it at that stage. Like really feeling yeah. like oh, 50 miles because it was a tough course. And then you're turning. And you're just turning to go back. Yeah. Like that must be really hard in your it's mind. Hard.
0: I know and because even that, that Seven Sisters thing I was saying so that the marathon is out and, back. out and back and I think that is that'd be the hardest thing for yeah. me just passing the finish as such any finish and then going again like. You'd have to take,
1: take the pedal off a little bit if you're doing that. Yeah yeah. So nine hours one minute um you were your time then. You obviously you like, I
0: had this, it? but I had it under nine hours, so I, oh, that's why so I sprinted at the end as well. Because I was like, Jesus, I could get under nine, so I was there sprinting for the finish. But obviously, it, it was the most. Well, I take take it off. It takes a couple of minutes, I think. Yeah. You time Yeah. Like, so. Yeah,
1: yeah. Unofficially under nine hours. <laughs> is that what the course record
0: is for. I think it was nine o three. Was it? So that yeah. was course record as yeah. well. As far as I know, um, yeah could be wrong amazing, I think that's, that's what Don said at the end what did that do
1: for your confidence then obviously oh you've got loads of confidence I know because you're over that distance of the uh, like,
0: k yeah it was great like again I guess for me I was just kind of um shocked yeah. <laughs> you know it's kind of just I mean like seeing that um the girl who came second, Dan and Hogan. She, I think, she made like maybe twenty five minutes on me in the last twenty k. Like that's, mm. you know, I was lucky that I was yeah. able to hold on, that I'd built up enough pace from the first half of the race mm. that I was able to hold on. But, oh no, I was just stoked. Like it was, it was such a good feeling. Do you know, like especially because I didn't really have any expectations mm. at all. Um, I've had a really good year. Like. With the adventure racing and with a few runs as well, like I've had a few good runs, that um I was kind of like all I was thinking was like don't ruin it now, you know your body stayed together, mm-hmm. like you know obviously a few niggles during the year but like not in major, and like that was kind of a big thing for me like don't fuck it up basically like just by you know being yeah. stupid and saying oh, I have to finish this like you know so yeah no it was uh, a, because you do have these fun recently. I know there's yeah.
3: there's quite
1: a few people dnf that race yeah yeah and but and i the, could see it's how the right decision though yeah i could it, totally like?
0: see how like to be honest yeah um i guess for me it's all a build that was a wee tester to see what's next but i i've signed up for um a race in 2020 in the himalayas Wow. and that's kind of so next year is going to be more about building towards that so yeah. what race is that it's called the Himal 2020. Um, so it's actually stage race. So it's um, the expedition such is such as 40 days, but the race is like 30 days. So the first kind of 10 days is just kind of Kathmandu and, and we do a, a trek. Everybody does a kind of climatization track just to base camp and then starts at base camp and kind of hooks mm-hmm. the, the Himalayas for Have you done much altitude? I've been to Nepal twice, okay, um, and I've been to the Andes as well. But um, I love Nepal; like it's just mm. one of my favorite places. So it was kind of on in my head. the The race itself is only held every few years, um, so that was kind of just Brilliant. something I had my it's an opportunity. On. Like yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I seen Brian Bell had done the Everest Trail Race. It was yeah. Seventy kilometers. Yeah, yeah. I can't get that seat out of my head. It just went past him. He, he had a memory on Facebook and he posted that. And yeah. I'm like, I did not need to see that, Brian. <laughs> but those, it's just those races that are out there. I know. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's more
0: like it's a race, but it's it's more about just, it's an ex- mm-hmm. in my head, it's an expedition. I'm not even thinking of it as a race because it's, I think it's a thousand kilometers or something, do you know, like, um, and you're carrying stuff, like, so it's not going to be solely running, you know, yeah. but. Just really test your limits.
1: Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but what I, a life experience is, that's what you sort of yeah. get out of these type of races, Absolutely. isn't it? Yeah. So it's not like you're yeah. going to down and pining yourself for a half marathon or yeah. even a marathon even. Yeah. And um, the marathon is an experience in itself, like, but in this it's like a life experience and it can be quite, I know. It can be quite life changing as well, can't it? Yeah. You do things like that's,
0: that. That's yeah. That's really like well, the two times I was in Nepal before, I felt were very kind of yeah, like mm-hmm. that kind of. That's just experiences that I'd nearly do them again. Do you know, that kind of thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I was like, no, I have to try something different. And this is just kind of brings it all in, you know. Because a
1: lot, there's, this there's great camaraderie, isn't there? When you do these sort of longer, yeah, sort of, yeah, it's slightly, diff- that's it. Of slightly different. I don't know if it's slightly different. You do get it right across, sort of running, but. But they're longer, it's, so it's a you're bit more kind of unit community or unity. Yeah. I don't know what it what it is like. There's more togetherness. Yeah. You're um, all going through it, and everybody sort it. of like encouraging each other. Like. Totally. Yeah, yeah, no, you're doing great. Blah, 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 and that's. Why and I it's usually like,
0: a smaller community as well, yeah. like like this one. I think there's forty people. I think that's the cap now. It was thirty, but I think it's capped at forty just to do it like, power passes and visas and all that kind of crack, but. I think that's part of it too like even the the multi-day like or the longer adventure races there's a lot less people do them than the single day and you nearly know them all now you know and i've only been home two years and i already yeah. feel like i know the, all the names or at least the faces yeah and it is that kind of it's like you have this little bond you know it is nice yeah. it's great
1: like especially in that those longer distances yeah yeah What what do you think it is <laughs> with that group of people
0: they're That's all so- mad yeah. <laughs> it's like oh you're mad too sort of to you, We'd to <laughs> we be friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you understand the madness
1: <laughs> you love the adventure races you started really in triathlon wasn't it
0: i started in running really years ago like i would have ran i was a sprinter growing up um a sprinter and long jumper and then in my teens I got injured and I never really got the speed back that I had and I didn't like that so I just let it go and then I always just ran just because I loved running but not mm. competed and then when I finished college um I had it in my head to get myself a nice wee racer so it took me a year <laughs> and I got a nice wee red aluminium rally and uh it's expensive
1: uh, bike, oh uh, jesus
0: it. they really can't i don't know how people uh, afford it now like young people like because mm. you know it's gotten popular like but um and so i got into the triathlon then and she just loved it like but i had i had done an adventure race probably in my first year of triathlon life but sure i hadn't a clue it was actually i don't know if you'd heard of it, the Di- diamond quest that- it's a good few years ago it was only run once but it started in carlingford you ran up, Shneafoy, down, back through the forest, kayaked across the lock um, and then cycles up over the mountains and back over to Newcastle I sure I had no clue. I was wearing my rainjack for the whole thing. It was like blown up like the Michelin man yeah. across the mountains <laughs> again, just winging it. But that was my first taste of adventure racing. And, and really I, I could have just not done the triathlon, but I do love yeah. the triathlon I love the people in triathlon. Like I've met, Brilliant friends so It's fast
1: and intense, isn't it? Yeah,
0: um, and I'm shit in transition. <laughs> I'm so bad. As I feel the adventure is that I can do every time a wee bit more, but not okay. really. I've lost races in transition, like, but um, but the camaraderie from like the triathlon club there in Dundalk, like third class. Mm-hmm. You know, I was away for a few years, and it's like I haven't been away at all. You know, it's like a wee family. Um, so even if I'm not doing that much, um, like pure triathlon, like I'll still be training, doing like the swimming with them the mornings and, you know. But you, you were, s-
1: and, off the mark, you were pretty successful with the triathlon as well, weren't you?
0: Yeah, I was. Like, um I got it to a point, um, I qualified for the 70.3 Worlds there in Vegas. That was to 12, 13, some, sometime around mm. right then, 12, 11. Um, but what did I'd, you
1: have to do to do that? Was it a certain time? Or? Yeah,
0: so it was the first year that they were doing a 70.3 in Ireland, uh, Ironman. Go cool. on. Uh, yeah. Did you do it?
1: I did do it. I don't know. The second year I did it when was really windy, I think. Yeah. Calm down.
0: So it was horrendous. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) the first year was really bad. I was like literally (laughs) hypothermic. Um, (laughs) Like, I swear to God. I think I had a bite of a banana, maybe a mouthful of water. This is on the bike because I could not move my hands. I couldn't change my gears, couldn't use my brakes. And the only thing I think that kept me on the bike was if I get off, I'm actually going to die with the cold. So I kept going. I got into transition. And uh, <laughs> I couldn't even, I couldn't undress myself. The, there was people taking my helmet and my shoes off and putting my runners on, looking at me. Are you sure you want to run? I was like, I need to run. If I don't run now, I am, I'm going to die. And so I think I qualified because a lot of people dropped out. <laughs> That's in my head. Was that a place in there? Had to be a place? It was, um, was yeah, it? depending on what category you're in and how competitive it was. So mm. whatever age I was then, I was probably in the, 25 to 30 or 30 to 35 but there was three spots going I was third in my age group Brilliant. so I got it out, out and out but um, depending on the age group do you know if it was a less competitive one there might have only been one slot going or more competitive there could have been four it's almost
1: been a great feeling though to get that <laughs>
0: yeah again sure i hadn't a clue um <laughs> i was going out with a guy at the time and himself and his brother were they they were their goal was to qualify for vegas i actually didn't know what vegas was my goal was just to finish um i had had i had a bad car accident that previous year and had a full torn meniscus that's when i got into the yoga actually and um I wasn't running at all and I was just kind of doing all my training, swimming and biking and the elliptical. Um, yeah. So I was winging it like, so that's why when I got to, now in fairness, I had taken dive as well. That was before well. that race? Yeah, that was before wow. that race. So um, I felt nothing. I had dive in me, which is a bad idea. Um, but when I was in the run, I was just like I just felt fantastic. I think because yeah, yeah. I was off the bike and the heat was coming back into my body, and I just ran. I didn't have a watch or anything for that race because I was just Laura, like just, just listening to the body. It? Yeah, yeah, and it, actually the sun came out. It was a fabulous run in the end. <laughs> um, uh, so I didn't actually know where I'd placed until that evening. I was back at the house and my ex Carl he rang going, you need to get in here," and I said, "Quiet." He goes you've placed and I was like fuck off like I'm having a shower (laughs) and he's like no you have you came during your age you need to get in here because you have to pick up your slots um if you want it for the the world and I was like oh so I wasn't really that stoked to be honest I wasn't that mad about doing I just kind of wanted to do that because it was there but my sister lives over in Reno in Nevada so I was thinking Sure, you know, I could make a holiday of it. So that's what I did in the end. So that's yeah. So I ended up doing it like a year later. Yeah, it was nice because it was a lake qualifier. So it meant you had a whole year before. Right, okay. um, it was. It were... was very warm though over there, wasn't it? How oh, was It was that? horrendous. I didn't enjoy it at all. I am <laughs> not going to lie to you. Like it was a great experience, you know, that it was the world. But like the swim was like a man-made lake. Um, it was non-wetsuit and it just wasn't that great and the bike was class actually the bike was very enjoyable it kind of went out into the desert and it was Was nice and rolling. it was a bit windy but not as windy as it can be apparently Mm -hmm. um but it was actually it was a weird it was i know it's usually a dry heat but it was actually a humid there were there was a storm Mm -hmm. coming in so the run i've never seen so many fit people just dying it was like zombie it was horrible and my sister actually took a video on her phone showed it to me after and i was like please delete that and never show it to me again because everybody not just me everyone just looked horrendous like there's people
1: dropping when i done the Man in zurich yeah um, and i was i just i felt i had no right to be there like when you <laughs> see all these elite people standing there but on the run it was 36 degrees the whole oh, race was 36 degrees with so no wetsuit or anything and yeah i again i loved the bike yeah. Because there was no wind with it, like, but it was amazing going through all these. Yeah,
0: you could enjoy all it. All these like...
1: farmlands and things. It was amazing. But then when you come to the run, which was, I think, is it three loops or four loops, 10k loops, there was these elite iron men yeah. just keeled over. All, they, everywhere, they yeah. were Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. And they were grey and they were like.
0: Horrendous, like.
1: And I was like, that's it, I'm walk-running this. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get to the finish line. Yeah. These guys are kiping like that.
0: No, it's it's not nice to and, see. And, and especially just, just on a, a road. Like, it's not even, you know. I
1: kept on thinking, um, and I'm beating you, and I'm beating you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what time. Yeah.
0: But we were saying, like, before the race, I think it was, like, every two kilometres, there was a water station, I said. That's A bit of overkill, like come on. I, I stopped and walked at every single last yeah. aid station, I was so happy. Like it was the only just... time in my life
1: I've ever just, just ate salt, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, salt, I just oh my eaten god, the salt. and the
0: sponges are all here, it was brilliant. Yeah, And yeah. the Iron Man,
1: though, you really are because I remember doing an ultra one, it was the moment my ultra one time it was like mile oh, 36, yeah. and I was in the wilderness, had a little bit of food, there's nobody about. And I started cursing the Ironman. I was saying that you spoilt brats. <laughs> I had done it. Like, like every 3K, there was a huge fuel station, oh, yeah. sponges. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. And um, because you're doing loops on the run, there's thousands of people out and here yeah. you are in the wilderness. Just, just there, straight back just to the road. Like, yeah, yeah. Which is what's so special, I think, about the longer distance sort of racing as well. Because totally. it really is survival. You're on your own, like, And it's such. self-sufficient and yeah. it all that good stuff. the like. yeah. Ironman's very expensive, though, isn't it? Like
0: it's, It has. It's gotten very, quite commercialised, too. Like, I wouldn't mind. I, I'm not, uh, like, I've signed up for albed next summer. So it's not like I'm wow. not doing triathlon. But I kind of like the idea more of, the, Something that's like another run, and that's well, a wee though, bit it? off road, it's a good hilly cycle. Um, have you done that before? No, <clears throat> no. it's well, not, it's
1: s- the famous Tour de France, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, yeah. so that, that's that been on the list for a long time, but for the last couple of years, it's coincided with the Beast Adventurous, but now that's changed mm-hmm. this year, so that's uh, so I'm not, um, but I, I don't know, I, I did Miauca last year, um, 70.3. And that was the first one I'd done in probably five years. And I think I'll just leave it the Ironman thing. I just, it's just, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing say like, you know, there's a few nice ones in Ireland. Like, um, what's that one down in Kinmare? I always forget the name of it. Sheep, you know, like those kind of ones, like where there's a wee bit, or even the Irish Ironman. I wouldn't mind, but I just, they're so expensive. Go for the crack.
1: I I did actually look at the Coke one. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I don't know why. I was like, don't look, don't look. But I looked anyway. but lucky enough, it was sold I light. think it's all so that. Yeah, yeah. Lucky enough, it was all so that. I think it was like five hundred and eighty euros. Oh, easily, or something stupid easily, like
0: that. Yeah. I thought whoa Because the halves are usually over three hundred. So, like. so
1: I know for a half hour man, like this incredible, yeah. isn't it?
0: Now in fairness, like they do treat you very well on the. To yeah. make everyone feel like a professional athlete. But well, if
1: you if you if you don't do those distances and. Um, week in, week out and there's something very special for you. Yeah. It's definitely the place to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember in Zurich and you're coming down the red carpet. Oh you know, yeah, and everyone's cheering. and
0: like it and is the, it even was. my
1: kids there, they they had done um like an aquathon.
0: Oh yeah. As part of it. As,
1: the... as part of it. But they got to run down the red carpet. Wow. you know, and their yeah. name come up on the fish and the thing like and it was one of our best family holidays we ever had. Yeah, Obviously yeah. we're in Zurich as well, which helped me. Yeah.
0: But, but there is something like a ceremonious about yeah. it.
1: But it's nice to get ones that are out there, like New Zealand sort of rings a bell. Yeah. And that season back in my head, just to go to New Zealand. Yeah. You know, because the experience um, of going to New Zealand and doing something like the Ironman.
0: Or even, we were looking at doing the coast to coast in New Zealand. That'd be on wow. the, the list of, of things to do. <laughs> have you done the
1: Twenty Six Extreme, coast to coast? i
0: have signed up for that. For this year so that's oh, saying. everything's going to weave it's longer and yeah. um, so that's that'll be kind of my first big race this year because
1: that was my when i was listening to you talking about adventure racing and what you sort of get out of it that one came to mind that was yeah. my first Few long distance lost. race yeah. but done over two days yeah and i just talked about enjoying it was the first yeah. time i really really enjoyed a race yeah you know you come off the run and you're on the bike
0: how did you find the kayak
1: and, well, I made a huge mistake in the kayak, right. so I brought my own kayak, right. and I go fishing off Lake here um, for top on my kayak. So right. it's a sit on top. It's an ocean Ooh. kayak, and I again a real naughty but
0: that's tough going.
1: I just trained for that race, and I brought the kayak. I thought it was great. Yeah. I got my own kayak. It's got GPS on it and everything. Yeah. Stuck it in the water. <laughs> It was so friggin' heavy. Yeah. And, and for,
0: for nearly 30k. Unfortunately,
1: <laughs> I, I trained really well on the bike. Like yeah. really well on the bike. I was done like 90 and a half mile an hour and sold on the first bit of the bike. Right. So it's way ahead of quite a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And I got yeah. into this kayak. Like, I mean, this guy couldn't even lift the bloody thing at the Oh, shit, the you gate. have to take it at the locks, you? have don't to lift it? them at the locks. Yeah. And I got into a lot of guard ice. It's an, it is amazing. It's yeah. It's an amazing sight. Uh, kayak like is it 17 miles is it 14 miles through the Shannon yeah I think, yeah. you come into Big Lock Lock Gardice and I'd never been as demotivated in my life like because <laughs> I was right like you get a quarter way through the lake and you can see people appearing in the reeds and they yeah. just fly past you Yeah, yeah. and at one point I was nearly right across Lock Gardice and I looked behind and I see this wee dot come through the reeds and I guess well at least I'm going to beat him he was on me in about 4 or 5 minutes and he was he was just used- I'm not sure we're gonna call this wrong. It's been a long time. Is it K two? Is that right? to Pronounce it that way. K two kayak. I have no idea. So this thing was like millimeters on the water. Right, it's just and floating. This paddle really. just touches the top. It's a real proper yeah, speed yeah. kayak. I'll have this, to guy look had, into that. this guy had <laughs> multiple sclerosis.
2: Right.
1: And he overtook me, and I mean literally the whole race overtook me on the kayak. Like and I was like, no, and I got. I remember getting off the bike and it was lashing down. The only good thing about it was. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say this. Like, I had a double keel on it. So I needed to go to the toilet. So I just sat on the side of That's it. That's <laughs> right. I just went to the toilet. I go, well, there's one thing about it. It gets some joy. <laughs> yeah, I was able to go sit. On, I was able to actually sit on the side of my kayak. It's that stable. And, um, but I got out and it was lashing down. I got on the bike. was so bad tempered on the last 10 miles on the bike, 25 miles an hour. I mean, I was gritting Whoa. my teeth and I was going as hard yeah, as I could. Yeah. I was just that up enraged with myself um, but I remember the next day coming up Spelga
0: the two day then you start on the bike and then the yeah, run and well, not the ladder I used to
1: be a 5k run along the beach in Annisville right. I think they've stopped that now mm-hmm. um, I don't know whether it's to do with the fact you have to run through rivers and stuff and you're soaked um, but it was I think it was like a 95 mile bike mmhmm and again my my prep was horrendous we arrived there with no hotel booked or anything like that we actually went around knocking people's houses can we put a tent up in your field No. Yeah. it was 11 o'clock at night (laughs) (laughs) terrible um but i have to say like i remember coming up spelga a friend of mine asked me well how you doing i I feel absolutely i've never done anything like this at all Your, your mind just sort of
2: Yeah. Let you go. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And he had a camcorder, a GoPro with him, like, and... But when you look back, I was grey. But I didn't feel (laughs) grey. But at the time, you were... I thought, your mind had just let you go beyond anything you'd ever thought. Yeah. You know, just released, and...
0: I think that even the longer you go, it's kind of more, you just kind of... You just enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I remember when I came to the finish, I was actually disappointed. It wasn't like, when you come to a race, oh, yeah, I've got two hours yeah, to it's go, over. And I'm like, it's over. Like, yeah, that was absolutely the most awesome thing. Um, and listen, to you talking about adventure races, then it seems to be a lot more, how do people find out what races are about?
0: um I'm like and the adventurous and um the single day or the multi-day or well
1: anything at all day. where do you because running's obviously out there and you have like 26 extreme but
0: i guess that the single day stuff um has gotten very popular like in the last few years mm. like again i did my first ones over 10 years ago and there was if there was 200 in the field that was you know big enough yeah. like whereas now you're talking a couple of thousand and some oh. of them you know it's massive and it's brilliant i love that because yeah. you've you've kind of got people just getting into it and you've got a few different distances you know they call it like the elite and sport and mini which i don't know is a bit <laughs> with the names but it is great it's really welcoming and it's kind of everyone's chatting to everyone at the end and you know you, you get a buzz regardless of what distance yeah. you're doing but um the advertising of it I'm sure, it's all over Facebook, I suppose. Um, yeah, you it you see? You see. Yeah, I've never actually That's it like there's said, like, there's an adventure racing series, there. so there's certain races okay. like if you do um it's your best four out of eight or nine, um count for points, like so there's those ones, but then that, they're just like,
1: they do like a league, do they? see Yeah, so you just how could, do you fair in that then 'cause you must be pretty up there Met like podiums you have. I, I won
0: it this year. Brilliant. But that's the first time that I've won it. Um I did it. I went went for it last year but I was still kinda of doing a master, so I wasn't really fully into the whole training but I came second last year. and That was kind of a goal. That was actually probably my main goal this year was the series. So I was delighted with that. Um but then, what do you get for that? Do you get like You get a lovely bowl. Yeah. Yeah. And the and just the, the That must be pretty uh, nice. Like Yeah. I was yeah. really
1: jealous of your whip away
0: the trophy, trophy. yeah oh. it's lovely oh,
1: beautiful like, yeah yeah, wood.
2: yeah. Okay. i said how did she get that stand and i said oh i like need come first <laughs> <laughs> up for the Melbourne.
0: <laughs> <Yeah, brilliant. laughs> no it's very nice yeah no, some of the prizes are lovely you know it's um a girl she's from wicklow actually i think and she does these lovely mm. pieces of pottery like so it's a big bowl um people must hate to see you coming then like, oh, oh, <laughs> she's here again like. the,
1: the quest the apple quest yeah you've so won you've won it consecutively haven't you
0: yeah yeah that was my third year there that's probably my favorite race what is it
3: of all of, of them
0: and it's the simplest of all of them to be honest like because you just you run to the kayaks only maybe a kilometer you get in the kayak i think the kayak's probably a kilometer or two and then it's a mountain or hill stroke mountain run beach run i think it's maybe 16k and then you're on the bike for 45k to the finish but it's really nice i like it because a lot of my friends who don't do the adventure race and like you maybe do triathlon or don't do anything. It's very attractive because there's not all this on off on off. Yeah. You can wear your bike shoes, you know, and um, it's one of the few that you can do that because you're not getting on and off so yeah. much. Um, so I just love I just love it. Ackle. It's just class. You're just a proper Wild West, you know, but it's actually not running next year. They're doing um, Lock Derg instead. Um, I was a bit disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully wrong, it'll come back, hopefully it'll it's come back. a lot
1: of people have I've asked, you know, what's their favourite race in in the running scene, like a lot of people come up with Ackle all yeah. the time.
0: I don't know what it is, and the, it's a crack after as well, it's definitely the best after party of all of them, like it's, it's really good, Guinness good, good of crack, of the oh it's just, it's just <laughs> a crack, they have a fancy dress and everything, it's hilarious, and then even the next day, you're on the island, like, you know, you should the sea's there, you should go for a wee paddle, or go for we hike mm. or out in the bit like easy but uh it's just the location it's just it's magical Brilliant. you know and d- like every year is different I remember the first year it was like we were in Spain and the next year I remember actually looking at my speedo on the flat and I think it was reading 9k an hour on the flat I was passing people like that's how windy it was so Jeez. do you know like it's just you just don't know what you're going to get it's very get. wild though isn't it so it is really wild yeah yeah it's class but um yeah, probably of the adventure, of the single day adventures. And even though it's the simplest, that would be mm. definitely the, the top one there. You talked about your knee then. Um, yeah. That
1: sort of brought you into the world of yoga. Yeah, and yeah. And I think it's becoming more and more popular. And yeah. People are starting to see the value of it. Yeah. Because my, my body <coughs> gets quite tense. And I've been told by numerous people, you have to go to yoga. I know yeah. a couple of my mates that are doing it. And it's, you know... There's a lot of girls go to yoga. There's not too many yeah. guys going into it, but that's, hap- that's more and more, that door's opening more and more. Yeah. What do you find is the biggest benefit, sort of, of yoga? Because you teach yoga now, I teach, you? and
0: funny when you say that about guys, I teach, I've advertised it as yoga for athletes, just the last mm-hmm. block I've done. So it's like two classes a week, two evenings a week. And it's majority guys, um, like say of a class of 24, 18 are guys, and six or girls. And yeah. it's just by putting that <laughs> word, yeah. athletes, it's worked wonders yeah. <laughs> i like I should just put it in my own name Laura Athlete <laughs> but uh, it's been brilliant um, uh, for personally for myself like I'd always kind of dabbled in and out of the yoga but I had never really found maybe a teacher that mm-hmm. had kind of kept me uh, and it was only when I messed up my knee um, that I was like shit I need to do something here and it was a friend who advised me to go out to this girl Kira, in Carlingford she's fantastic And that was kind of, she had me hooked and she did quite, um, it was almost like a power flow yoga. So you're still getting a wee aerobic buzz out of it. Mm. You're getting a lot of strengthening. So I started feeling like, so the knee was back. um, And like, you know, I was kind of candidate for surgery, like, and they'd put me, um, you know, on basically I was to come back in a month or two or whatever I can't remember at the time how long it was and then we'd reassess and see what needs to be done so I started flat out into this yoga life but what I found was I was strengthening from the yoga I was strengthening the muscles yeah. around the joint and somehow releasing it so it was like there was a wee you know like a wee twick in your nail it was like that was in there constantly rubbing and creating more inflammation and it was just constantly locking out in me but gradually it was improving so I was like geez this is great and I mean it took a long time before I was able to run or anything but like walking initially was very hard you know so this was great and I remember going back to him a couple of months later and he was like "Look, I don't know what you're doing but just keep doing it and we will put you on the public list for surgery and when it comes up then you'll have a little bit longer time to see how it's reacting and by the time that came up I'd already booked myself, I was way off travelling, Um, I was going to India to do my yoga teacher training and, and I was going off to Australia for a couple of years and I was just, whatever, What? now I'm not saying it was just the yoga, um, it was probably partially, you know, I was doing a lot of aqua jogging, mm. and I was doing a lot of other things to help heal it, like, but
3: so I that just... That is important
1: though, because like, very quickly people, the lack of awareness really, the lack of knowledge, Yeah. and... I don't want to say doctors. Doctors are trained in a specific mm. sort of field for yeah. these solutions. And there's so much
0: and the, more di-
1: knowledge out there, even through food. And, and
0: everyone's so different too. I yeah. think, like, in my case, like, you know, the surgeon, and in fairness to him, like, he wasn't saying, look, you're not going to run again. But he's like, you'd be lucky if you're doing 5, k <laughs> max. And he was serious. And so I'm kind of looking at him going, mm, we'll see. <laughs> you know, so I think often and everyone's different because you know for another case it might have been that but i was just like i was so determined i was like no you can take away the other shit but you're not taking me running (laughs) like i am so i think that was part partially it too but the yoga i find like as a tool i guess like a lot of people a lot of guys maybe are put off yoga because okay there's a lot of girls going to it but also a lot of the people advertising yoga, they're showing all these crazy poses and mad looking things. Like, I think (laughs) if you're an athlete, like and then you're going to it to kind of enhance or help you as an athlete you're not really looking at throwing your head over your shoulder you know or your, your leg over your shoulder even or whatever you're you're looking at something that's going to help you maintain yourself at your best like keep you in form like a lot of the stuff I'll do will be strength and core work form you know breathing and then it's not even about it is flexibility but I'll hands down I'm probably the most inflexible yoga teacher you're ever going to meet and I'm okay with that, but I think it's just having a little bit more flexibility, a little bit more mobility around the joints. So then when you do come to that point where you fall over on your ankle or you, the, your, your body's used to having gone that far, so you're able to bounce back quicker. Whereas if you're stiff and your muscles are constantly yeah. contracted like that, that's where the injury happens. So I'd be thinking of it for athletes and for myself probably as well. Um, from a physical point, it is more about kind of maintenance and injury prevention but the mindfulness side of it's fantastic too yeah. like it's i mean i get a lot of i guess meditation from running i find that's my meditation moving meditation i'm not that great at lying <laughs> like it takes a lot i'm getting better but um just even an hour of yoga and all you're doing is just focusing on your you get so aware of your body and the niggles and you actually respect your body more mm. Whereas now like years ago like, I'd feel a niggle, and I'd be like, yeah, I'd be grand, like, and I'd just keep balling on, whereas now, not all the time, but more more so, I'd, I'd be more respectful of what's you, happening. just gives you
1: no. more of an awareness of your body. So you are, it you're definitely you how aware. to listen to your body. Yeah,
0: yeah, or what's um, happening with that muscle, or engaging this or that, and when I'd be teaching it, that's kind of the way I teach it more, so it's, I probably talk a bit too much, like, mm. but most people seem to like that. Like I'm not just telling them what to do. I'm saying why you're doing this and why you're engaging this and why this is good for a cycle or why this is good for a swimmer. Because um, we, we are so
1: like, we're so behind the times really. Yeah. Based on, because you've talked about you went to India. Yeah. The sort of yeah. And they were doing this thousands of years ago. Like, Aye, that's why I so, know. That's the thing. i it's really about, you know, with all the modern distractions that we have now and phones and social media and all that yeah. good stuff. We sort of have lost ourselves a little bit. I know. Really no, I had a car back. accident myself as well yeah. a couple of years back and I got really bad whiplash in my neck, which creates me to have tension headaches. Yeah. And the doctors, again, like, I wouldn't take any of the tablets. I've done MRI scans, couldn't yeah. find anything. And mindfulness was the first thing that eliminated it. Really, After yeah? After about six months yeah, yeah. of trying everything. Yeah. And I take a, a hot magnesium bath every morning, Epsom right. salts, yeah, yeah. and do my 10 minutes of and my. And just practice. loosen it, yeah. But it's about loosening mm-hmm. all that tension out of your body, but I'm Absolutely. so now aware yeah. through that of actually how much tension I'm holding. Yeah. And even when I went into the, that race in the Royal Tour, I could feel it. Yeah. Because I was tired and exhausted going into yeah. the race. I was and aware of it. It just the I think after Jace beat me up, yeah. It's sort of released. Oh,
0: really? Yeah, the opposite. <laughs> it's, sort of, it's sort of released it a bit, like. So, yeah.
1: And, um, but I do find that yoga, and that's why... And you are right, that word athlete. Because the only problem I have with... I want to find a good yoga teacher mm-hmm. that knows what I'm about.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And that's the difficulty that we have, is trying to find somebody that is... Like, if somebody had a background of running or a triathlon yeah. or something like that... Yeah, it ...then helps. you would sort of gravitate towards them because yeah. then what they're showing you is helping
0: that... Yeah, totally. ...that like feel that you're trying to move into. Yeah. I but, mean, I think it's... it's um, As well, if you're dealing with... Generally, even though I know a lot of athletes will say, oh, I'm not competitive you're competitive with yourself even if you're not competitive on mass you are like there's something competitive within you that drives you it's not a bad thing but what I find with in yoga when I was just teaching yoga like a regular class often I'd have a couple of guys coming and they'd get quite competitive and they'd be trying to you know kind of do each other like whereas the way I teach it now, I'm like you know like the light, actually there's hardly any light <laughs> okay so I talk a lot so they can hear what they're supposed to be doing and they can see it to a point but it's more about focusing on yourself like and yeah maybe you can get this far that doesn't matter that's because you spent years making those muscles what, the, what they are today. you know like nearly building you up because you've mm-hmm. actually made your body the way it is and yeah it's not going to move the way somebody else's body who's never done any sport you can't expect it to yeah. and that's not always a bad thing you know but you need to so i would be very much trying to get the ego out of it because i think that's a big thing myself included um, being an so it athlete. works against it a little bit as well, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: you're trying to relax into it. That's you're it. You're trying to release that energy. Yeah, you
0: start to get. I mean, when I started doing it, I, I wouldn't say I loved it straight away. because I, I was a wee bit competitive, and it used to piss me off. I like, couldn't touch my toes, like, and I'm like, but I can do all this other stuff. <laughs> and for years, I'd go to other yoga teachers, and they'd be like, you know, you'll we'll get there. Just one more, and it just, it just, it was actually. I think it was when I was in India one day, and one of the teachers and I was beating myself up like big time, I was nearly crying, you know, I was there, you know, trying to reach it. and he was like, Laura, this isn't good for you, like, this has to mm. stop and I think it was just him saying that and I was like, do you know, I never really needed, I never really wanted to do a bit crazy intention
1: by it, trying to do it you know,
0: like, I'm like, why, why am I beating myself up and he was kind of, you know, take a couple of days off and come back and just, you know, be easy on yourself and it worked, and now I'm kind of like, you know, if I do go to another yoga teacher, because as I said, I'm not as flexible as the, yeah. the normal yoga, typical yoga teacher. I don't get annoyed, like, if they're like, you know, just, if you keep practicing this, you keep practicing I'm like, it's okay, I'm okay. <laughs> do you know? So I think it's learning to know your limitations, being able to push them, but to a point, but it, it's not, it's more about how it helps you and how it makes you feel, you know, as opposed to, It's a competition to see how much further Mm. I can take this. You know, if you're getting something out of it, I think that's... It's a great
1: well-being package though, isn't it? Mm. Because it's mental and your physical aspect. The two of them are so well combined.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We
1: don't appreciate how the mental and the physical are actually Mm -hmm. working.
0: And like in competitive sport, I think the mental is where it's at. You know, everyone, there's so many people training at like a professional level, non-professionals, they're training at a professional level but it's the mental that's getting the, mm. the, the guy over the line. You know, they could be doing the exact, they could have the same physical makeup, same exercise, same training, they're following, same program, same nutrition, but then it's actually down to who's got the heads for who's going to win One, it, one you know? thing,
1: and I actually looked at the times and when it was, and I was like, damn, how can, can I get to Dundalk? <laughs> because of the word athlete in it. I actually um, have a joint issue, which I wasn't aware of, and it creates a lot of tension. And I wear uh, a mouth mm. when I'm running. Yeah. And it actually oh. releases my hamstrings and allows really? my hamstrings to open up. Um, so yoga, actually, when you're doing that release, yeah, is affecting all different oh, parts of the body. Oh, you're working on all the chains. In, in different yeah. ways. Like, yeah. And... So that's why I want to try and associate... I know how good yoga would be yeah. from an athletic point of view. Like
0: Yeah, yeah, you yeah. could just need to release one thing and it's... it's I like have actually written a, a couple of questions. questions. Yeah, All so right. Quick <laughs> <tar> <laughs> <Are> we questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to start the podcast okay. Have you ever had a
1: DNF? Um. Ooh, she had to think long and hard about that.
0: <laughs> um, I had... When I used to do cross country when I was about seven or eight, I remember DNA <laughs> and it's still there. It's still there. <laughs> um
1: Favourite Favourite Race Experience.
0: Oh Jesus, you should have sent that one to me, I could think about it. Um, actually it wasn't my race. My dad did his Brilliant. first triathlon uh, in the sixtieth wow. year. And just seeing him finishing, just I kind of ran, you know, parts of it and like to get to him. He did, it was um, Camla try. yeah, and uh, that's brilliant. I cried so much him crossing the line, just uh, that was actually, yeah, that was that's probably my event, base, that, yeah, it's yeah.
1: It's a great event for the people doing their first
0: as well, like. yeah, that was fantastic, yeah. Um, what's
1: the funniest moment in a race,
0: <laughs> um, Ackle, um. Adventure race. Uh, I don't know if it was funny at the time, but myself and my friend Emer, we hadn't done an adventure race in a while. We've been living out in Australia. We were both coincided. We were home around the same time. We decided to do ACL because it was on and because we love it. Uh, she hadn't done it before, um, but the night before, like right, so we heard there was ten single kayaks. And the rest were double. And we were like, look, we're not going to bust ourselves trying to get these single kayaks. We haven't kayaked in however long. So we, we, we jump in one together. Anyhow, we got to the kayak. <laughs> and we just jumped into it. Like, and both of us are small enough. She'd be smaller than me. And uh, so I was in the back. She was at the front. And we were at right about 100 metres going nowhere. So we jumped into a single kayak, the two of us, and it was like gladiators. Jesus. We were going right in circles. Everyone was passing us. And I mean everyone. I think we were second second or third last out of the water and we just stood there and we the were like has
1: gone to a single kayak yeah yeah
0: yeah it was very embarrassing right? but we we, we we pulled up our socks for the rest of it but I mean it was funny but at the same time we were like look we know we were not we said we weren't taking it seriously but seriously like <laughs> this is embarrassing
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was a lesson there yeah so who who inspires you um
0: probably my dad yeah mm. yeah he's a. Uh, He's a pretty inspiring guy.
1: So you talked about your, your race plans for 2020. Is there one race out there, a bit pie in the sky maybe, but one that's sort of incline that you say, yeah, I would love to be able to do that at some stage?
0: Um, I mean, I suppose coast to coast in New Zealand, you mentioned earlier, that has mm. always been a long-term thing. Um, UTMB. Um... What not doing in Western States? Yeah, you better say, here she goes. <laughs> I'll just keep going. Uh, every, I just, I get distracted way too easy. I see something, I'm like, "Yep, I want to do that one. Or I want to do that one. So yeah. No, it's um, been great to
1: see you because I've, I've often seen that as my downfall because I'm just too greedy. Yeah. A little boy in a sweet shop, like yeah. Somebody pops a race. Oh, well, that looks good. On oh, that looks it's so good. hard to well, nothing. I'm doing a marathon. Next minute you're doing like a triathlon. Yeah. And you're do doing adventure race. No, I'm going to do an ultra. But now I'm going to go to Berlin, run the marathon. Yeah, yeah. I find that sort of affects my performance though because I'm not able to strip my pace right back.
0: Yeah, and yeah, Where, in order did, just to focus a
1: normal, on it. Yeah, you could get a lot quicker times if you weren't doing that. I know. You've but... been able to perform at that level all the way around. Which is great, like so and um, but races book for two thousand
0: nineteen. Um <laughs> take get my phone of a list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess the big ones. I mean I will do a few of the one day adventure races, but I'm not gonna be as caught up if I don't get the whole series um done. Um the coast to coast um, Are you doing it in one day or two days? One day, yeah. So I knew the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Um in the middle of the summer, potentially doing the beast again but just hasn't been confirmed and yeah, I have a few other ones up my sleeve. That's brilliant. Laura, thanks yeah. very much. Thank you for I having you me. Coming round. <laughs> I'll try and get home now before the sun goes down. It actually looks lovely now.
1: I absolutely love this podcast. Laura is an amazing person and a great athlete. I love how she has integrated body awareness into her sport through yoga, something that has interested me for quite some time. But it's her ability to consistently perform at the highest level through a variety of sports, race after race, that intrigues me the most. I really enjoyed our chat. Hope you did too. Until next time, stay safe and keep on moving.